Oh, my goodness. Chili Dip Pod, another episode that Hunter Mayhan is still alive. How you guys doing? <laughs> good. How, how are you, Chris? I'm doing great. Doing how are you guys doing? We're good. We're here in the, the Boulder studio, Sean and I. In the dojo, as it's otherwise known. And I'm out here all the way in distant Boston, Massachusetts. So How's the weather out there, Mike? Weather has actually been okay. Today was beautiful. It was sunny, pretty windy. We were looking like low 60s today. Not, it was crazy not, windy here. It's like a hurricane. Yeah, we had 45, 50 mile an hour winds all day. It's insane. Felt like back this home. Wi- this weekend was windy. It wasn't exactly scoring conditions. <laughs> so I'd actually, I actually want to start with Hunter Mayhan here before we dive into the Shriners. Because oh, no. I, I, I texted you guys when I saw this, but he commented on an Instagram meme. And the meme, what, the meme read... Odds for Smiley Kaufman to win the Shriners are 750 to 1, meaning if you bet $100 on Smiley, you will lose $100. <laughs> so that was the meme, and Hunter Mayhan, coming out of nowhere, comments, zero reason to post this. <laughs> and he got roasted. Yeah. He got I... roasted. He got 86 replies on the comment. Um, some of the highlights were from these comments. So he goes, zero reason to post this. Guy goes, zero reason to chunk that chip in the Ryder Cup, but you still did. (laughs) That is awesome. One guy goes, it's funny that the thing I remember about you most is your shank. (laughs) One guy goes, oh shit, I thought you died? I guess only your career did. Oh my god. And then, and then, guy goes, bro, what is this bum defending? Couldn't even hit a 10-yard chip, LMAO, enjoy Monday qualifying for KFT events, bro. So he, he, he was got, asking for he it. Got laced. Yeah, I mean, there's really no reason to comment that. Nothing good's gonna come out of that. He's gotta know that. Well, you know, he was just sensitive that he probably had the same odds. To yeah, win. yeah. I think he had even worse. I think he was like a thousand to one or something. Oh my god! So I it's mean, the Hunter Mayhem revenge tour. He actually he made the cut this I week. I know. Great. Did week, he really man. make the cut? This great, great week for Hunter. I, yeah, I think he made it. On the number, maybe by one, and then he actually played pretty well over the weekend. Finished like twelve under, maybe thirteen under. Good for him. Yeah, he's back, baby. Let's not go that far. All right, let's let's go into the Shriners here. What are your guys' knee jerk reactions? How? Um, hey, by the way, how did Jack Trent do this week? <laughs> <laughs> I heard he was right. Yeah, I, I think he's uh, sitting on a beach somewhere in Cabo. I don't. I don't. I don't think we're flipping burgers at McDonald's. Yeah, one of the two. <laughs> I hope I hope he's beach in Cabo because more power to him. I know. I think he's living the life. The legend of Jack Trent. But my knee-jerk reaction is, I can't tell if this course is amazing or absolutely awful, but you get an exciting tournament every well, every year. Goddamn year. Every year, it's turned out to be a, kind of a great event. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I think I, I don't know what to think of this golf course. And we have the argument about what's more entertaining, easy golf courses where it's just a, a birdie fest or carnage. And everyone says carnage. But usually when we have a tournament where the score is around par, you get a guy who's a really long hitter who can play well out of the rough. And it's usually the guy who does that and also putts and chips the best. So you kind of get this formulaic winner every time a course plays difficult. When it's easy like this and it's a birdie fest, it opens it up to so many different types of players. You get the Martin Lairds of the world winning against Bryson, against Matt Wolf. I mean, 
you're not going to see that at winged foot. So it's kind of hey, a difficult of balance bid, to strike, right? Speaking of tough bid, I'm pretty sure we roasted Martin Laird last week. I know, <laughs> we, we did. did. We and did. of course, and the of course Martin he goes Laird out, revenge tour starts. And of course he wins this week. I mean, you know, that it's a tough look for us. So Martin Laird wins. He wins on the same playoff hole, 17, that he lost to Jonathan Bird in 2010. So a when hole in one. Bird made an ace, and he comes back and wins on that hole. But I will say, Laird did everything he could to lose that tournament coming down the stretch. <laughs> <laughs> he had he the tried blocks going. The three putt on 16, and then you get to the wipey block, you bail outs, <laughs> you know. <laughs> the anti-left swing. Bottom line is, though, Martin Laird is a Shriners whore. He just eats <laughs> up this place, dude. Yes. You could pretty much bet your house that Martin Laird's going to be in the top 10 every year this tournament going forward. Death his track record. Death, taxes, and Patrick Cantlay and Martin Laird being at the top of the leaderboard at the Shriners. <laughs> pretty much. Cantley sucked today, though. Yeah. I mean, shocked to see that, actually. He tied Bryson. Yeah, that's a huge... Huge tie. It was looking pretty dark there for a little while after Bryson's Saturday round. God, Bryson. I got a lot to say about Bryson. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, let's go into it. Bryson, total roller coaster on Saturday. Do you think that's a roller coaster the entire week? It was yeah, cool. the the blitz on rap. You know, the blitz on Thursday, and then you think he's almost not going to run away with it, but you think he's. For sure, going to be in the final two groups on Sunday, and then I thought he was going to win by five on Thursday. <laughs> I, I kind of did too. Not yeah, gonna lie. Like I, I saw him shot. You know, he shot sixty-one, right? I thought it was over. I was already, you know, writing my takes down. Like, you know, Bryson is hacked golf. This is insane. He's going to dominate the game. But I think kind of what I learned from this week is that. When you play the way Bryson does, where you know one or two degrees makes a massive difference on a tee shot, on, on your iron shots, because he's swinging so hard, he's going to have days where he's off and where he can't find it. And you know it's going to take him a little while to, to recalibrate. He's not always going to be able to recalibrate on the golf course. And I think that's going to be something we might be able to expect in the future from Bryson. He's not always going to have it every day just like everyone but his bad could be really bad just because of the distance that he's hitting it but i mean i think earlier in the year when you know we when the restart happened and you know he was you know he was contending every single week i think you know we were saying that even his bad weeks he's going to finish in the top 10 of every week so Right, he's still every week, so I don't know how much I agree with that take. No, that's not necessarily my point. What I'm saying is that also he's going to have these full stretch, right? Like yeah, the, he's going to have these bad stretches in a row, right? He's he's going to come back down to the law. But that was really his only blip. Yeah, this, exactly. Almost that's this whole true. year. But that's he's true. so good that he's going to be able to overcome it. But he's going to have these little blips where he's off, and it may or may not be enough to lose the tournament. And it, in this case, it was. He would have been right there. Probably would have won it if he didn't have that five, six-hole stretch this week. I think this, I think this discussion is a good segue to the golf course this week because I feel like this golf course is so easy and it doesn't separate, doesn't really separate anybody, in the sense that if you don't really play well, you can play yourself, you can play your way out of the tournament. You know. At any other course, if Bryson didn't play that great, you know he could still be in the tournament. But you know he might right. Be well, I mean, when he might be a few strokes off. But if you know, what did Bryson shoot on Saturday? I know he was like plus five on the front nine, and yeah, I think he, he finished up, five under. He, he shot, he shot even, even, yeah, even on the day, which yeah, is he, pretty insane. But he still essentially played his, his way out of the tournament. Exactly, right. even's not going to keep up. That's the problem with the birdie fests. It's a race, right? Like you, you it's have to keep up race. with the pace, and the pace is going to be four, five, six under every day. And if you don't do that, you've got your work cut out for you. And he, and he it's did. Good. 
And it's good to have a birdie fest on the PGA Tour, you know, once in a blue moon. But, you know, you also need to have an absolute grind. Well, I think that's kind of an argument, and that's kind of what I was what I was saying earlier. It's like, you know, do we want to see this every now and again? Because this was pretty exciting at the end, and we got a really good tournament. Or I, do we want to see, see every aspect of it, right? Like, it's yeah, yeah but you can't, these, you can't have the Bob Hope every week. No, I, I agree. And I think there needs to be a good balance. And I think right now, kind of contrary to what I'm saying, is we, we have too many birdie fests. And I think we need a couple more tournaments that play like Mirfield did, that play like Wingfoot did. Um, and I think that Mirfield, balance Mirfield, would be refreshing. Mirfield in the, um, in the Memorial Week, not the, yeah, uh, yeah. the Workday Week. Can we yeah. get a Cam Davis update? I, you know, I we, we already went ten minutes without mentioning Cam Davis, so <laughs> it's already past the quota. I know he made the cut. He made the cut. Ten right? minute, ten minutes in, we're, and we're already pandering to Chris. <laughs> What's the new? The gold right? standard of mediocrity. <laughs> Another Jesus masterpiece Christ. by Cam Davis that landed him T fifty two. Oh my god. Yeah, I love to see it. I love to see it. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's just he's in a rut. You know, it's he's stuck. He just you know, congrats for him on making the cut. It's really good news. Hey, really Chris, I have a qu- Chris, I have a question for you. So let's say there's a four-hole playoff for the Open Championship. It's between Cam Davis and Matt Wolf. Who are you rooting for? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'd do an episode that week. <laughs> I'd sit that one out. I'd sit that one out. Would you quit the Would you quit the pod? It would be borderline quitting territory. <laughs> Let's hope that never happens. Let's hope Cam Davis never wins a PGA Tour event. Oh my! He God. might win on the corn once he gets bumped down, but he, I don't think he's gonna win on the tour. I I can't I wait the, till he does. I love the fact that I sent you that that video of him this week on Instagram of him swinging left-handed and right-handed and it's an incredibly impressive video yet you still somehow find a way to diss him <laughs> good for him he can he can shoot 85 you know swinging lefty he can shoot 75 shooting righty congrats <laughs> Jesus Christ he did a little better than that what he finished 12 13 under I mean, T52, folks. He, he's right there. <laughs> he's right there. He's got a few things he's got to figure out. Is he playing the CJ Cup? I'm, I mean, That's a good question. I don't know the answer to. I mean, I if like I assume. He's going to be playing the CJ Cup. Well, it's got to be world ranking based. It's CJ Cup's a little bit harder to get into. So, we'll, we'll check on that for next week. I'm sure there'll be I a. Feel, I feel like the golf segment. course. I feel like a lo- it's a big draw at the golf course, though. Yeah, but it's uh, it's a little bit dif- more difficult to get into the CJ Cup than a, just a standard PGA Tour event. That's true. So I don't I don't know if he he has the world ranking points to and get. It's in. probably and it's probably harder this year now that you know, you know, COVID has you know forced the CJ Cup to loop back into the states. <clears throat> yeah, everyone's gonna want to play. So great week for Neiman, friend of the pod friend of the pod of course uh t13 although the I other friends gonna win. the other friends of the pod he was my pick to win actually he wasn't my pick to win he was looking really good he was only my pick if he won so <laughs> other friends of the pod kj miscut tyler mccumber miscut yeah tough week for mccumber um speaking of which i noticed brian Harmon made a t13 finish pasco you were ripping him last week <laughs> When we were talking about Evan Harmeling, and, and I saw him yesterday, and it's like he's like a shot off the lead, and I'm like, shit. You were calling Harmeling Harm God. You go, yeah, Brian Harmon, step aside. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we can put the crown back on Brian Harmon. Harmon. No, 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 no. He, he gets it for this no, week. I, he gets it for this week. We'll see what Harmeling does next week. For a week, Brian and Harmon revenge tour. Yeah, Hunter Mayhem Revenge Tour, Brian Harmon Revenge Tour. Harmon's out for blood against you. Harmon Laird Revenge Tour. I he probably is out against. He's probably looking to kill 
Any other thoughts on Shriners? I was happy to see Wolf not. I mean, <laughs> can I okay, no, can I share my take on Matt Wolf? All right, we. Oh dear, I've had this one wait, wait, for a while. I'm, I don't know if I'm ready for a Matt Wolf debate. Oh God, go on. I need some more wine. Go on. I'm so the, the more I watch Wolf and more Cal play, among other young guys, the more I realize that this is. A super important time for the future of the PGA Tour. The young guys that we have right now in the game, Wolf and Morikawa, I guess Hovland too, you know, the, the guys that just came out. Don't disrespect Hovland like that. I mean, he's good, but you know, he's not he hasn't shown his stuff as much as Wolf and Morikawa have. He's but, only he's, he's only won once in his entire career and he will only win once in his entire career. <laughs> he's like he six, won Puerto won- Rico. He won Puerto Rico, and that's all he's going to win is the curse. But basically, my point is is that these guys are the future of the PGA Tour, and they're relatable and exciting. And I, I think... Wolf relatable? Yeah, he is, because he talks so much, and he's mic'd up so often. He's that such a tool. I feel like people can kind of relate <laughs> to that. But Morikawa and Wolf are going to be dueling it out for the next 10 to 15 years. And this is such an important time for golf because if we can't drive the young, diverse audience in with these guys on top of Tiger, Rory, DJ, JT, and Brooks, then when is it going to be, you know? I feel like it's hard to like Wolf, though, because he is shoved down our throats so much. I mean, like, if you watch PGA Tour, if you watch the PGA Tour social, you know, at at the beginning of the week, you know, with the... With a champ and DeChambeau grouping, you know, it's like, oh, look at how far these guys hit. And you know, every it's week, it's like, oh my God, look at Wolf's move. Let's break it down. Let's look at, it. oh, isn't it crazy? It's like every week, it's like we haven't seen a swing before. Like, I think yeah, it's getting great. It's, it's like annoying. Ro- it's, it's like rocket science. I'm like, he's one on tour. Everybody knows about him. Everybody's seen Gankus on Instagram. Shut the fuck up. it it is annoying it's annoying but i think it's more for the casual fan and i think all of us you know we we watch a lot of pga tour golf so we see this over and over again but for the casual fan they want to see matt wolf hitting it 340 350 and competing with champ and bryson but i think the pga but who's the pga tour social and you know the uh the broadcast marketing to are they brought you know, are they marketing to you know the diehard golf fan, like you know, like us three? Are they mark? Are they trying to you know market the casual to, fan? Know, the casual fan, you know, that sees you know the PGA Tour once in a blue moon. So that's kind of that's kind and of that, my point that I was going to get into. Yeah, and that they haven't figured out, and that's yeah. why I find it so fucking grating. They have no identity. They they don't know what they're just posting, and you know, showing ads just because. They think, oh, you know, people love to see how far Matt Wolf, Cam Champ, Bryson hit it. But it's like, it's where? Almost, what are you trying to do with that? There's no point almost, to it. And it's almost offensive, you know, when they, you know, they post, they, you know, they make these posts about, you know, DeChambeau, Wolf, <laughs> and Champ, you know, like hitting it like 330, 340. It's like, you know, like a solid 25% of the tour, you know, is hitting it, you know, over 300 yards, you know, the. You know the average, you know the average driving distance on tour is like two ninety eight or something like that. You know, like, you know, don't, you know, don't pitch it to me like it's rocket science. <laughs> let's let's save the distance debate. We're gonna get back to that. And I, I actually want to bring up. I Anyways, bring that's up, my quick rant. I just find it really annoying. It I is agree. annoying. It is annoying whenever Matt Wolf is involved. But speaking speaking of. <laughs> Of OSU alums, how about Ricky switching to a mallet putter after five years using that Scotty blade? The thing is, the thing is, he putted great. Yeah, he did. He putted great. But 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 this 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 brings up the question, Sean. You have the stats in front of you. How many shots did he lose to the field with his iron play? I think it was uh, seven and a half over the course of two days. 144 oh ranked. Yeah, Strokes dead last. Approach. You have to be 
fucking kidding me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dead last. Was so, he dead last? DFL? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's 144 guys in a PGA Tour field, and he was 144th, so. Listen, I don't care whether he's going through a swing change or not. A, a player of his caliber and the way that he's marketed, that is absolutely inexcusable. He went triple double on Friday. Oh, no. Oh, God. At Guess who Summerlin? Was... At TPC Summerlin. <laughs> yeah. And oh, I feel God. like that's a that's a good course for Ricky. And he, I Ricky, think he has Ricky, a pretty good track I think Ricky, there. I think Ricky's dead. <laughs> What's his problem? Is it is it Stoke? I think that Ricky is solely here for sponsorships. I mean, he's living a good life. Yeah, you know, I he may he, have lost the grind. He's living yeah. the perfect life, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he... You can't. Was Ricky ever here for the grind? I yeah. think he was. By all accounts, he, you know, he was a range rat when he was younger. I don't think he really cares that much anymore. I agree. I think he's lost it a little bit. But it's I not don't... like a bad. I don't even think it's a bad thing. Like, it could be he good. He literally lives the best life on tour, arguably. I mean, yeah, he gets paid, you know, left, right, and center from like Puma, Cobra, Red Bull, you know, from every single. From every single company for being a mediocre PGA Tour player. I mean, yeah, he's not mediocre, but he's not everything he's hyped he's up. What, like forty eighth in the world? Now he is, yeah. I mean, but he, you know, he's been in the top ten. He's been pretty much a staple in the top ten for the last uh, three, four years. Uh, let's, let's not go. I would have never predicted the way Ricky and Speed have dropped. Yeah. Is unbelievable. You, uh, you would, Ricky, Ricky, maybe Spieth, absolutely not. You know, I mean, when three he years ago, winning, the future of golf. When he almost won the Grand Slam, you weren't thinking that. Oh, he's gonna have a major collapse, and you know, be thinking about his tour card. He finished nine shots behind Martin Keimer for God's sake. That's not almost completing the. Grand Wait, Slam. what? No, you're thinking of the wrong year, buddy. No, he no. was speed. Who are we talking? Speed, Who are we... speed, speed, oh. speed. No. Oh, okay. no, no, Ricky is. Oh. No. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I thought we were talking about the year. Rick, I thought we were talking about the Rick, the year. Oh, when he was like top, five. top five. Yeah, that's an year. overrated stat. Yeah, it's I mean, not an overrated stat, but it's. Eh. People act like he was like Don't real end. close to winning all four. No, he yeah he had a good year in the majors, he but had a, he had the best year of the majors out of anyone. It was, Besides it was the players that won the majors. It was here's a cute little year. A cute year. Here's the thing, Ricky. It's a cute well, year. <laughs> no, here's the thing. Ricky probably should have won that PGA. Mm. To be honest, I was like 12 when that happened, so I don't really remember. <laughs> <laughs> the PGA? No. The one in Valhalla. Oh, yeah, Valhalla. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you should have won that tournament. We actually I, played. Sean and I played Valhalla uh, a couple months ago, and. What are your we, thoughts on that course? Beautiful course. Beautiful back nine. It, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Especially when you see kind of the shots, like on 10, the the three-wood that Rory hit when he made eagle. The one that, that he absolutely that he, necked. That he, yeah. You should have seen the smile on Chris's face when he saw oh. beautiful course. It, Chris was five under standing on the 10th tee. Ended up shooting, what, like 69, yeah, 70, something like that. So, Is yeah, he hard? played really well. Yeah, it's it's tough. I struggled. I think I shot five over on the front but, rally. You know, I'm surprised but. that you got that you said that because I feel like Chris. I feel like that's a course that you hate because you know it's just all, you know, the back nine just feels so artificial. You know that. No, 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 the back it's nine insane. It's it's really you actually. You get awesome. to like, you get to 13 with the island rock green is the coolest hole maybe I've ever seen. I feel like that's a hole that you'd absolutely verbally eviscerate. <laughs> it it would be it's so beautiful but it's though. it's only a two or a three iron and then you got like 70 yards so it's not really that difficult but it's just a cool look when you're standing on the tee and then that you get shot. to 15 so you're, and 16. So you're saying you like so you're saying you like it because it's a pigeon putt of a hole i no, i think it would be worse nine. if you had 160 in is what i'm saying which i would have it's not yeah it, i mean <laughs> Well, you get to 15 and 16, you got the creek running through. It's just like an, it's a total arena. And well, those last four holes look genuinely hard. 17 is yeah. really tough. 17 is 17. It, insane. Yeah. Is it, is that the one that uh, that Azinger, uh 
cut the tree down, especially for JB Holmes. <laughs> Is that the word on the street? Yeah, so apparently, because um, you know how... This is another Pasco team. random fact yeah. that no one knows whether it's true. <laughs> no, this is a true fact. So apparently, you know, because how the home team gets to set up the uh, the Ryder Cup course, apparently, I think it was 17, um, you know, Azinger just picked a bunch of bombers, you know, for his captain's picks, and, you know, and, he's, and there was this one tree that was hanging that was hanging right above the fairway. I think it was on 17, and he's just like, and he just goes to the greens crew. He's just like, just cut this tree down just so J.B. Holmes can bomb. <laughs> oh, how did J.B. play that week? I think he went undefeated. Did he? Uh, yeah. Also, he was like a we have no idea what it is. Yeah, Mike could have said he went 0-4 or 4-0, and I just have no idea if well, that's they, true. Well, they did blitz the Ryder Cup that year. Yeah. All right, let's get back to let's get back and finish up the Shriners. So we had some matchups last week. I'll read you off the matchups quickly. Uh, so we had six of them. We had Bryson versus Cantley, Cam Davis <laughs> versus Cam Smith, Ricky versus <laughs> Harry Higgs, Morikawa versus Webb, Neiman versus Day, and Smiley versus Hunter Mahan. You guys want to know what you how you did? Yeah, I actually have no idea. So, we had one tie, which which is obviously voided from the record. Bryson and Cantley. Did they both finish at eighteen? Yeah, total yeah. choke by Cantley. Collapse. He yeah. knew he knew the matchups were happening and uh, just collapsed. Yeah. And just decided to wash him. Yeah. So that's a wash. Cam Smith over Cam Davis was maybe the easiest pick I've ever had in my life. Yeah, sorry, Cam. Cam Davis. But. I mean, the fact you picked Cam Davis was a joke, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky missed the cut, clearly. And Higgs made the cut. We all had Higgs. Big Good. Higgs week. Uh, Morikawa versus Webb. I had Morikawa, missed the cut. Webb had a great week. Uh, per usual. So you guys gained some ground there. Neiman, obviously, like, we, you know, T13. Hey, wait, hey. Just a second. Morikawa has stunk since he won the Dude, match. yeah, I was just going to say. It's just a little hangover. He'll be back. I don't know. I I, I think it is. Well, you just said Morikawa is the future of the tour. Sean. No, 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 so no. What my point is, is, is he I think, on his laurels? I think Wolf is better than we originally thought, and I think he's probably not quite the same level as Morikawa, but he's right there. You know, I think. Uh, I agree with that. I think I definitely, I definitely yeah, don't think no. he's at Morikawa's level. I think he's, I think Collins a more polished player than Wolf, especially. Oh, for sure. Especially around the greens, but I think, I definitely think that Wolf is a better player than what we give him credit for because I think after, after he won three M and kind of was doing well. I think after the exhibition with Ricky, Rory, and DJ, I wrote him off. Uh, yeah, no, but I just think everybody thought that. Like, yeah, Wolf's really, really good, but he's still raw, and then he needs some polish. Yeah, I think he's he's closer than we think, and I think they're both going to be guys that that have double digit tour wins at the end of their careers. For sure, sure. I think so. They're too yeah. ta- they're, both of them are too talented to not finish with at least 15 tour wins. And I think Wolf. You know, he's going to be kind of the guy that goes in and out. You're going to see him on the top of a leaderboard. Then he might miss the cut the next week. Morikawa is going to be more of a staple. He'll be more consistent. But wins-wise, I think they're going to end up with a similar number. Okay, I think we've expended our time talking about Matt Wolf. (laughs) Oh, I love Matt Wolf. Is Matt Wolf already our generation's Phil Mickelson? What do you mean by that? That's an outrageous thing to say, no matter how you mean it. In the sense that he's incredibly charismatic, incredibly fun to watch, but he's, you know... No, 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 no. Excuse me, let me finish. He could either he could either win one week or be at the top of the leaderboard, or he could absolutely miss the cut by a minute. Yeah, I, I think that's not an outrageous thing to say. I think he needs a couple of years to mature. You know, he's he talks so much to the point where it's like overboard i think phil knows kind of when to shut up and eh, does he really but when phil everyone talks everyone loves phil though yeah you're engaged like everyone loves phil 
There's a difference. Yeah, I agree. I think everybody has Stockholm syndrome. Let's put it all. But <laughs> all right, moving on. We had Neiman first day. I took Neiman. You guys took Day. Day missed the cut. That was an easy, easy friend of the pod pick. <laughs> and then lastly, we had. I was really impressed by Neiman's play this week. He he's striping he's, it he's right sick. now. He's just he's a really he's good so player. solid. He's just so solid. He Everything about him. so good. He's sneaky, really long too, really long. I think I think if he learns to hit the ball just an ounce higher, yeah, he'd be able to contend every single week. He needs less side yeah. bend. He, he might grab his back at some point. Yeah, that swing's he, not gonna last. He, remind, he reminds me of a certain uh, friend of ours, Chris. That. Uh, that plays at our home course, except he is a far worse player than that. Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yes, exactly. Um, hey, Mike, do you want to talk about your smiley pick? How did he do this week? <laughs> I heard, rumor has it he didn't even play this week. He's on a yeah, beach in Cabo did. somewhere. <laughs> That's exactly he where he might have is. had a lobotomy. <laughs> can, can we get a confirmation whether Smiley Coffin's alive or not? He committed to the tournament two weeks out. I mean, he was he was planning to play. I don't know what happened to him. I mean, he's on limited starts now. He pretty much can only play the Shriners because he lost status. So that's a big deal for him to withdraw. I know. He's he's literally <laughs> operating on past champion status. Yeah. And he withdrew this week. So I'm very concerned for him. Yeah, really so, tough week for him. So the final records this week, I went 4-1. and one. Sean went 4-1. and one. Let's go, baby. And Pasco, you went 2-3. and three. So So that brings the the season standings. I'm eight and one. I predicted ten and zero, oh, eight and one. Wait, okay, you're whatever. eight and one. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I, that the one loss is, is killing me. The one <laughs> loss. No, I'm just really butthurt. That's an asshole thing to say. You kept you kept bragging all all last week that like you know I'm undefeated, undefeated, and you're actually one loss away from being undefeated. Eight and one, folks. Pasco's five and four. Sean is five and four, so he's caught up, tied for second. Um, that's a big a battle for second, that's guys. Kind of, that's good. kind of special. <laughs> it's a long race. It's a marathon. Let's yeah, not get not too carried away. De- definitely not a sprint. Anyways, we'll have matchups, new matchups on Wednesday um, for the CJ. I'm and excited for CJ. No one picked a winner. Um, I had Neiman. Was I close. Have- uh, Sean had had Bryson, who was close, and and Mike, you had you had Joel Damon. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! No conversation, no conversation. Yeah, let's get past that. Let's move to the next segment. <laughs> um, so we had our back act back ass words segment, um, which we started last episode. Basically, we we each pick a player. For the other two people that we think will be really shitty that week, and whoever has the most FedEx Cup points wins. Um, I think we succeeded. So yeah, great picks. You guys week. gave me Martin Trainer and Graham Dillette. They both missed the cut. Um, Pasco, we gave you Kevin Stadler and KJ Choi. They both missed the cut. And Sean, we gave you Sean O'Hare and Zach Blair. They both missed the cut. So it was a great week. <laughs> Everyone missed the cut, six and zero. Oh, so, no FedEx Cup points. And just to clarify, all of those guys, yeah, all of those guys are off the board now uh, until we go through the recycle, which will be, you know, some point in the future. But this will last all the way up until the Tour Championship of next year. We're off to our, we're off to a hot start. So we'll be doing, we'll be doing matchups, and we'll be doing. Uh, Another back words on our Wednesday episode. Let's get to one up, one down. I can start. So one up, one down. Uh, you know, we're talking about one player who surprised us, one player who disappointed us. My one up is going to be Stuart Sink. And... <laughs> no. <laughs> Why no. He was my backup one down. Yeah. What, what did he finish this week? He, he shot was, 81 today. Yeah, he was he was really bad. He was near the last. I think he might have been the last guy who made the cut. Um, and he's your one up. He shot 81 today. He he's my one up, mind you. Two weeks ago, my one up 
was Hunter Mahan, and you guys all made fun of me because he was fifth to last. Comes back, has a great week this week. So I'm good at predicting one-ups. Clearly people on the rise. And here's why I picked Stuart Sink. He saved a single-digit score today on 12. <laughs> oh, God. And followed it up with a gritty birdie on 13. Okay? I mean, this is a guy who can battle. And, I, you know, he's going to be battling. Uh, you know, he's old, right? But he, his game's in good shape. He's going to keep battling. I'd like to walk you through his save on 12. Please. So it's he hits it 200, 272 to the right rough. He's got 180 to the hole. Over water. The water kind of bends. It's it's short of the green, and it bends around to the right and kind of loops back behind it. Um, he hits in the water. He's about 30 yards short. <laughs> Takes the drop. He's 120 to the <laughs> hole. Hits it in the water again. Takes a drop. Same place. 120. I don't know if he dropped it in his divot or something, but he was splash again. <laughs> And so he probably just laid the sod over his No, well, he must have knifed it because he missed it kind of long and it crossed the line near the green. So he then he took a drop on the green and made a sensational two-putt from 33 feet to save the nine. Jeez. And then birdie 13. That's resilience. Wait, wait, he had a bounce back birdie after that? That's pretty special. Yeah. It's, it's pretty special. Clearly, clearly you're one up. My one-up for the week is Mr. James Hahn. I feel like we haven't seen James Hahn in a good three, four years. He finished, I think he's playing on a major medical. Yeah, he finished T5. So <laughs> you know, I'm a big James Hahn guy. He's got a good backstory. Actually, he said he wasn't a good player until he got into his you know early 20s. I think he was playing Thanks. off a single-digit handicap until then. So pretty cool to see him playing well. Yeah, you know, good swing. Uh, you know, PXG plays for the troops. So. Ah, oh, fucking troops. Oh, my PXG. God, dude. That, you the, have to the, cut the that out. That's, the P- whoa, whoa, whoa. The PXG whoa. troops. The PXG troops. You have to explain yourself on this one. Yeah, that seriously. Was, that was I, really. Chris and I are big for the troops, guys. No, I'm for, I'm for the troops, not the PXG troops. Because every time, you know. Every time I watch a golf channel and I go to playing through, I just have Bob Parsons screaming at me. I don't know what to say. Yeah, I don't know what to say. (laughs) That's so bad, Mike. We're going to move past that and forget it never happened. (sighs) Mike, who is your one-up for the week? I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My one-up is Justin Suh, former USC golfer, uh, former... Former uh, number one. In the you wagon. chirped saw last week, mind you. Yeah, but he fit. But he finished T eight this week, and you know. Everyone that you've given shit has done phenomenal this week. I think you know. I'm gonna. I'm going to strategically give people shit in order for them to do well. And yeah, you're really I for the people. I am for the people. I'm also and for, for and for the troops. I am absolutely for the Mike team. is not for the troops. Not Can we get shirts rolling yeah. out? Mike Mike is not for the troops. Not for PXG troops. <laughs> can we do it? Can we do that like not for the troops across the just across the torso in the way that um, PXG had that polo where just an entire logo just across oh my the God. entire shirt. That was such a bad shirt. That was the worst shirt. If you're buying anything from PXG that is not golf clubs, you have major ego issues. I think if you buy PXG clubs, you have major ego issues. Hey, I have, t- I have a two-iron from PXG. Well, you have, I will admit, it's a great club. You have, if you have a full set of PXG clubs... Well, PXG, I feel like, is just made for, you know, incredibly rich mid-handicappers. Who think they're sick. <laughs> I don't mind the PXG all the way through the bag play. I think the apparel is just so over the top. All right, one down. My one down is pretty clear, and it's not coming from the Shriners. It's it's DJ only hitting 192 ball speed on the range in gym clothes, going as hard as he can on Instagram. 192? 192? 
Wait, are you Christian. kidding me? In Christian. gym clothes? Over Christian. swinging? On the Christian. range? One swing? We don't know how straight that ball went. You go Christian. 192? Are Chris, you kidding me? Chris, have you ever been on a track? You think DJ goes, wee, wee, and he hit the ball so far. No. 192, that's a joke. What's your, what, what's your top ball speed? I'm not comparing him to me. I'm comparing him to the best in the world because he was at one point the epitome of, of distance and power and, and overpower on golf courses. But he's, he's a better player than Bryson. No, he's not. I think he is. Yeah, he is. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. No, he's not. Not current form. Dude, even current form. Not current form. He just won two times in a row. Okay? But if you're going to... If if you're... DJ, if you're going to chase distance, you can't be posting 192. But here's the thing. Is he actually chasing distance or is this... Why else would he have posted that? Or is this all clickbait? Yeah, I think it was it was more just to kind of be funny. I think it was clickbait. But I don't I'm think so. Kind of, Rory was chiming in on it. No, I'm kind of with I, you, Chris, though. Here's, I, the thing, here's the thing. I don't think it was clickbait, but I don't think it was, you know, necessarily. What would you have, what would you have guessed DJ could have gotten to ball speed before this video? If he's going I as hard as he can, one swing on the range in gym clothes. 190. I, I really? I thought, he he more, I thought he had more. I thought he had more in the tank than well, that. I thought he hit two. I, I, I thought he hit like one ninety seven. Which well, this was. A, I don't think that you know Rory and DJ posted their swing speeds to troll Bryson. No, I think they did it. I think it was just to kind of be funny and just to be trendy. I don't think yeah. they're actually chasing distance. And yeah, if they do, it's if they do, it's a waste of time because they're already both top five longest players on tour. And also both better than Bryson. Yeah. Rory is better than Bryson. I don't know about DJ. DJ is definitely kidding? better than Bryson right now. DJ Rory, I would argue, Bryson. I, I argue this, Bryson is better than Rory. Are they both playing in the CJ? If they're both playing in the CJ, we'll, we'll do a matchup with them. We might make it worth double. I'm, I would take Bryson. You guys have to take DJ now that you said he's better, right? Well, that yeah, you have to take DJ. We'll see. You're locked in. No, no, yeah. not we'll see. No, 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 we'll no, no, see. No, no. I, I will probably take DJ, yeah. Yeah, let's wait for the pod later in the week. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, we'll this is, I'm going to remember this. Listeners, this is, you're going to have to tune into that one. That'll be a good one. Chris is penciling this in right now. Well, I want you guys to back up what you say. You're scared to fade Bryson. No. you're really scared to fade I, Bryson. DJ is playing great golf, especially on easy golf courses, as we saw. So. All right, well, I don't think that would be I'm not trying to fade Bryson. I'm just saying that I think DJ and Rory are more complete players than Rory is definitely more complete player. Anyways, that was a long one down. Yeah, yeah that was a long definitely one. a long. Are one. we still in the segment? Yeah, uh, <laughs> let me let me move before before Mike can chime in and say anything. We said this was gonna be a long. <laughs> one. Mike, Mike, shut up, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, can Will we Gordon? mute Mike at some like? It would be good to just mute him for thirty seconds. On I might have to mute you now because I'm trying to share my one down here. I think I've got a pretty good one. All right, go ahead. Will Gordon, you know, one of the longer guys on the PGA Tour. Good story from earlier this year. Will Gordon goes out in 36 on the front nine on Friday. He bogeys his 10th hole. He's two over on the day. He makes all pars 11, 12, 13, 14. Then on 15, he makes birdie. 16, he makes birdie. 17, he makes birdie. 18, he makes birdie. That's four birdies in a row to miss the cut by one. That's a really tough bid. That is really tough. Great grind out of Will Gordon. He probably also thought he he definitely had it. It's six under. Yeah. I mean, we had the lowest cut in PGA Tour. He probably thought he clutched up big time. Yeah, he's probably fist pumping in the locker room after, only to realize he missed the cut. So... Uh, that was my one down for the week. Pretty tough bid there. Mike, who do you got? Uh, once again, Tommy Fleetwood. <laughs> you are going to ride the Fleetwood train until there's I no mean, this is fuel left. This Absolute, is Absolutely. You know, he puts himself in a position. You, you know, can't rip on players for no reason. <laughs> 
And I can say the and same thing about you. It's outrageous. Uh, <laughs> you can't rip on players that are solid tour players <laughs> that are good day in and day out. You can't rip on them for no reason just because you don't want Just because you want to stand. Yeah, Mike, I, I will not stand for that. I will absolutely 100% rip on LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <coughs> Alright, go on. Give us your Fleetwood take. He just, you know, he gets into great positions every single time, and once again, you know, he just can't close. You know, 70, 73 on Sunday on, you know, what is a you know, pretty easy golf course? You know, come on. You know, finishing what? He finished 10 shots off the lead today. You know, it's, it's pathetic. I think Fleetwood's in a rut. Bottom line... He's been a staple of leaderboards the last two, three years. He'll find it. Yeah, welcome to golf, though. I yeah. Mean, who does I, this not happen to? Give him a break. Even yeah. Tiger had a year where he, he didn't win in 03. It was 03 or 04. He didn't win. And he didn't win a major. We're talking about majors, years. right? Yeah, he didn't win a major either of those years. No, he didn't win a tournament one year. Yeah, but he didn't win a major both either right, of those years. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, but now we're... So it's not like it's not like you can just bag this guy's career. Yeah, this is on a different scale, obviously. We're talking yeah, about a zero-time PGA but Tour winner. But. <laughs> but he's not a closer. And he's I'm a huge a... fan of Tommy Fleetwood. He's one of my favorite players on tour. Yeah, but, like, but golf social media, you know, waxes lyrical about him, and he just doesn't win. Yeah, I mean, I can't argue with that. I, I wouldn't say... He doesn't have a choking history, though. You know, like, he's 63 good, Sunday of the U.S. Open to almost win it. He's had some good closes. He doesn't closes. have a choking he, history, but he definitely doesn't have a close. He had a sick win in Dubai. He's kind of he's, he's kind of Finau-esque in that way. You know, Finau, he, he just kind of hovers. He doesn't really do anything. He doesn't go out and get it. And I feel like Fleetwood's kind of the yeah, same way. The Besides Finau, that, Fleetwood US Open. is kind of an interesting... Is an interesting it's an combo. Interesting yeah, I think they're kind of in the same position in their career, a little overdue, looking for that big win and that breakthrough, and it, it just hasn't happened. And you know, they're both making a ton of money and are always on the leaderboards, but haven't been able to get the job done yet. You know, it, yes, they both should win a lot more than you know the talent actually. Yeah, the fact that Martin Laird is a four-time PGA Tour winner now, and Tony Finau, he and might catch Ricky Laird. What is Ricky five? Five. Yeah, he might catch Laird and Ricky same PGA Tour. <laughs> oh God, I love that. I absolutely love that. <laughs> yeah, if Laird gets on a run here, he could sneaky make a run at the Hall of Fame. He might win the Augusta <laughs> this year. Tack on three more wins in the next five years. Could be Hall of Fame. Watch out for it. Laird's actually a uh, CSU grad. Played at Colorado State. Is he right, really? Right up the road from us. Yeah. I think he actually just recently moved to Colorado. So, local guy. Friend of the pod? Friend of the pod. Borderline. Borderline friend of the pod. We'll reach out to him. We'll make sure he's an official friend of the pod by, by next episode. But good to see him playing well. Borderline Hall of Famer if he gets those six more in a major. So I saw that. So I saw this on on Instagram today. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick. Did you guys hear what he said? Yeah, I was gonna bring this up. Uh, this is good. I, I'm saying you know what Bryson. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to talk about. Yeah. This. He basically said what Bryson's doing doesn't take any skill. Right, and JT Which chimed is an in. Outrageous take. JT chimed in with a long tweet, kind of backing Bryson. I also saw another uh, comment. I believe it was from, it was from a, a oh Max Grazerman. He he had a, a great comment. I thought you were about to say Hunter Mayhem. No, well, Hunter Mayhem <laughs> actually commented on that post. No way. <laughs> Did he actually? Yeah. yeah. Looking for some like, redemption. He's like right off. Yes. Or he said, like, bingo or something like that. It's like the most Hunter Mayhem thing you can say. So, <laughs> so this is what he's doing in his free time. Good. But Max Grazerman also backed up what JT said, and I thought he put it really well. He said, it's not a skill to hit the driver long. It's not a skill to jump higher on the court. It's not a skill to hit harder on the football field. 
It's not a skill to throw faster on the mound. We're witnessing golf become an athletic sport with a new generation of athletes. Start working and adapt or get left behind. Totally agree. And I who, 100% agree. What Thank kind you. of place is, is Fitzpatrick in to be making these claims? Yeah. It's just it's, – it's, it's outrageous. It's, you, you he's a cute be, little you, player. And he you know, cuts the ball well, listen, but that's nice. Yeah, but you can't be a USAM winner and criticize, you know, a fellow USAM. USAM winner at the worst USAM venue. Oh my God, that's a that's a that's a pod for another time. That's terrible. We might have to have a whole episode on the country club. That's listen, a terrible. We'll get, take. We'll, we will get to that later. We'll. You're not going to be welcome on those grounds. <laughs> listen, listen, we'll talk about that in our twenty. We'll talk about that in a 2022 U.S. Open preview. Mike, Mike has the entire U.S. military after him after this episode. And Chris has the entire membership of the country club after him. Oh, All right. But anyways. Moving I, on. No, back, back to what we were talking about. I think this is an important debate. Like, Do you think you Matt Fitzpatrick should stop complaining? Because when you look at Bryson before his total transformation he wasn't that long he's not overly big he's like six foot six one maybe and he willed himself to be one of the longest guys on tour there's but no reason the, that matt fitzpatrick can't do that but or, here's the thing not be the longest but there's no reason he can't pick up 15 20 yards but here's the thing about bryson you know we like you know even in college you know when he won the ncaa's when he won the u.s when he won the USAM, you know, everybody's like, oh my God, the one plane swing and all that. Like, this guy, you know, five, six, seven years ago, he completely retaught himself how to play golf. If you're telling me that doesn't take skill and doesn't take, you know, talent and to play at this high level, like, what, you know, what is talent? Like, you know, you can't, it's bullshit. Exactly. I think part of of talent and skill is hard work, and that's how Bryson's gotten to this point. It's not like he was the most physically gifted guy. And he's retaught himself how to play golf multiple times. Yeah, I and 100% he, agree. And, and when he's hitting lob ledge into 13 at Augusta this year, it's going to be a whole different story. Yeah, when he when he's hitting a yeah when he's hitting you know a, you know an 80 percent maybe cut, you know, 150 feet in the air, 340, you know. If you're, me that if you're telling me that doesn't take skill, which it does, I mean, yeah, obviously, you know, you know, equipment's going to be, you know, a different pod and, you know, you know, six degree driver, you know, with, you know, 48 inch shaft, you know, we can go all into that later. You know, that's a whole nother, you know, rabbit hole. But, you know, you know, that, that takes a lot of talent. Yeah, and I think part of the talent and the skill here is Bryson is hitting it straight. He's not wild, considering how he, far he's hitting it. He hits over 50% of his fairways. Yeah, I mean, he's in the middle of the road in, in terms of accuracy on the PGA Tour. So I just don't understand Fitzpatrick's argument. He's objectively wrong here. I, I just don't get it. I have you no know, real thoughts on the matter, other than Fitzpatrick. You gotta shut up. Yeah, and you're wrong because a bunch of podcasters said so. Here's my <laughs> so here's, shut up. Here's my take on it. If you if if you're butt hurt and you think that he's making a mockery of the game and that you know then beat him. That, you know then either a beat him or say that b you know equipment has gone too far and that you need to roll back. That's lame. That you need excuse, though. that you need to roll back the driver or roll back the golf ball. I agree you know, though. It's, either, it's one of the it's two. Either, it's one, it's of, the one two. of the It's one of the two. You know, you can't bitch and moan. Yeah. Okay. Enough about you know. We've cycled back to Bryce. Uh, team Bryson, by the way, friend of the pod. Of course. But you know, I, I'm t I'm Team Bryson because you know. This like, is a switch. Yeah, do I do right. I think it is a switch? You know, because has golf equipment gone too far? In my opinion, yeah, probably, but. Is he smart enough to figure it out that it's gone too far and that he can take advantage of it? Absolutely. Yeah, and I don't like the words taking advantage of it or exploiting it because that's not really, I mean, it is kind of what he's doing, but it makes it seem like he's almost cheating in a way. And he's not. No, but he's, he's but just he's, doing but what he should do to win. But he's smart enough to realize that that advantage is there. 
Exactly. Okay, we and got a, we got a couple we got a couple uh, more things to talk about. We got to wrap up soon. Mike, what what are your Wentworth thoughts? I know you had some something about Haddon, who is right, an so, enemy of the pod. <laughs> so so first first thing, that golf course sucks. I disagree. <laughs> no, that no Ernie L's absolutely ruined a good golf course. It's just you know, I couldn't. How decide. did Ernie ruin it? It, you know, it's just I, I could not decipher one hole from another. It's just how did long. Ernie ruin it? It is long, narrow. You know, there's absolutely no identity to that golf course. How, did, er, how did Ernie ruin it? He complete, he completely renovated it, and there's no, and there's absolutely no semblance from the Harry Cole, from the Harry Cole golf course that was originally designed. It is just an Ernie L's renovation. Mm, yeah, well, but it's Wentworth though. I. It, but the, but here but my main take is is that Tyrrell Hatton won again in very convincing fashion and this essentially circles back to to our our great friend Tommy Fleetwood. Oh my God! Is the Enough. is the fact? What are you gonna say? They should cancel the European tour now, no, like no, you no, said no, last no. week? No 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 no. Let me finish. <laughs> Let me finish. It's the fact that Tyrrell Hatton. To me, is the player that everybody believes Tommy Fleetwood actually is. Mmm. Haddon's way more inconsistent, though. But, but I mean, by yeah, Haddon's wins. Yeah, Haddon's wins. Yeah, he, he won at Bay Hill. Haddon okay. actually closes. He won at Bay Hill. Big deal. He Are you saying it. that just because he's an Englishman, that's you know has like a couple wins, which is what I'm we saying, would expect I'm Tommy Fleetwood to that. That's definitely what he thought. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 that was your career. Hatton and Fleetwood play completely different games. But I'm saying the fact. But I'm saying the fact that that Hatton can not have his best stuff. You know, he could be hacking at all. All over the course, <clears throat> screaming at himself, which he does on a very regular. I hate that when Haddon does that. I it's yeah. so annoying. But but then you know he screams at himself, and then the next hole he puts up an absolutely box office birdie, and then he and then he wins the tournament. And, yeah, you know, he is nails. I I as much as I hate him, he's pretty clutch. He choked at he, the heritage. He's an absolute clutch player, and he's proven to choke you know, at the heritage. <laughs> no, no, no. He's proved that this week he, he did kind of choke at the Heritage. Good, um, but he's proven this week, and he proved at Bay Hill that with his you know B, B plus, even, maybe even B minus game that he can that he can close out a golf tournament. Lead, you know, with a lead. Bottom line is they're both better than Cam Davis. Oh, so that's all that matters, and that's enough. That's enough of the. I could go on about Cam Davis, but you guys don't want to hear that. No, we don't. Uh, we don't want to hear. Mike, that. I think you also had a take on the LPGA event at, uh, this week. I thought it was rather uninteresting. You were getting your your chops out for uh, Aronimink. I was excited for it because one Aronimink is absolutely fucking sweet. That golf course looks unbelievable. And second off, it's the fact that you know the LPGA, you know. You know, the girls, you know, they obviously don't hit it as far. They don't spin it as much as the men. You know, that these, you know, these classic golf courses, you know, like Aronimank, you know, they play Wilshire every year. You know, these golf courses actually have relevancy for them. You know, if you sent the men out there to these courses, you know, they'd absolutely. Well, they had the playoff event at Aronimank two years and ago. They, and they absolutely blitzed that golf course. They, what? Blitzkrieg? Everybody went. Yeah, everybody went, you know, twenty under. You know, like you haven't said was irrelevant. You haven't said Blitzkrieg, I think, in this entire podcast in the three episodes. <laughs> Shocking. I know. Shocking I know. news. It's your favorite phrase. And Isn't that impressive? I thought you were gonna say it there, but you you just said blitzed. I know. You're you're I, you're you're weaning it out of tongue. your vocab. <laughs> I pinched my tongue. But <laughs> I have no thoughts on the LPGA. Yeah. I don't even I yeah I didn't watch any uh, I mean yeah can't say anything about it I, I watched a little bit of it Seon Kim was very impressive <laughs> I'm, I'm sure she was yeah <laughs> I can't <laughs> echo that but good for you Mike you're you're definitely boosting the LPGA ratings because yeah. they 
they borderline get as good of ratings as our podcast does. Jesus. <laughs> That's really dark. That's really I, I'm a big LPGA fan. I wouldn't say that. But yeah, I, is, I just this, didn't have to, ha, the time to watch this week. Listen, on this top isn't of other the guys. WNBA. This isn't the WNBA. Okay. Uh, we're going to get to our last little bit here, which is we're going to continue our Masters sleeper draft. So we have we get a new pick every week. Um, guy has to be outside the top 30 world rankings at the time of the pick. And we're going to do this from every episode until the Masters. And so we're each going to have about 12 or so players that we're going to that we're going to uh, match up for the Masters, see who does better. So, <clears throat> Can you refresh us on who everybody picked last week? Yeah. Yes. So I took Kevin Kisner. Sean took Matt Kuchar. And Mike, you took Harris English. And so we're going to go again. Uh, Mike, since you had the worst matchup record this week, we're going to give you the first pick here. Um, I am going to take... I'll take Victor Perez. He had a good week this week. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is the last guy. That's borderline worst picking Damon how to win the Shriners. How, how is that the worst pick? He, he's 34th in the world. Dude, he... He, <laughs> he, finished set, he finished second this week at the BMW PGA. He's Has not he ever first played Perez that I would take. Has he ever played in the U.S.? I don't, I don't even... I, Think yeah, he he's, playing the, he's playing the U.S. He actually, he's sneaky 34 in the world. Oh, I know, but I think he's... But it's all Euro It's a Euro tour. It's and Euro, just a Euro and, here, and here you guys are like, oh my God, that is no, the worst take. Is. That is the worst <laughs> pick that you're going to possibly make. I am sticking with Victor Perez. Okay, Victor Perez, you can lock that in. You actually played Thank a U.S. You. tour, it looks like. A uh, little U.S. swing earlier this year, but really sketchy oh, pick, Mike. Sean, who do you have? How is that a sketchy pick? It's fine, Mike. Just, you know, keep keep going with those picks. Yeah, yeah. Keep taking those. Jesus, Jesus Christ. I mean, I don't think anyone's gonna have any quarrels with this pick. Scotty Scheffler sitting at thirty-one in the world. I'll take him. Not bad. Model of consistency. <clears throat> I like his game at Augusta. Relatively long. Uh, does everything well. So, I'll take him. Is he a draw or a fader? Uh, I want to. I want to say he's a little bit of a fader, which is fine. I I think he can work the ball both ways if he drops that right foot way back, <laughs> drops the right oh, shoulder, slippage. He his gets way swing, under it. His squint, his swing gives me so so much anxiety. Yeah, it's. I think he. I think he's slipping every time I watch it. Like I just don't understand how it's, you can do it's that. Almost, it's like every time he swings, you're like. I mean, he's not going to slip here. He's not going to slip here. He's a great player. <laughs> yeah, he is. I he's like sick. watching him. He's and he's 31 player. in the world, so that's a cheeky pick there. Yeah. Uh, sneaky. Sneaky. He's 31. Jeez. Sneaky. Tiger's 26 right now, so he's close to being in contention. Yeah, I, wow. So I, look I, out I, for him. I have the OWGR <laughs> page right up, you know, up right now. There's some guys up there. Tiger. Matt so, Kuchar, I snagged him right before he went back up to 27th wow, in the world. That's a big that pick. That was a sick pick. I'm going to go. Wait, I'm waiting for Hovland and Shane Lowry to uh, swap spots. Yeah. So I'm going to pick. Who am I going to pick? Oh, yeah. I'm going to pick someone who putts with their eyes closed. Wow, this is my backup. Jesus. It's a solid pick. This is a- and you're telling me this is the worst pick than Victor Perez. Shut up. Dude, he's a Dude. past champion. He's won, and he's such a sick ball striker. <laughs> he's and he's putting well, but even if he's putting he terribly, won. he's still going to be there. He's, he's still he won an off-season event. Jesus. No, he's striping it right now. Like, you just watch him play, he's striping it. I like that pick. I don't think it's better than Scotty Scheffler, but I like that pick. It's definitely better than Victor Perez. Dude, there are like probably twelve guys I would take before I take Victor Perez. Watch him, watch him, watch him. Yeah, watch, yeah, him, watch him, win. him win exactly. Although that wouldn't be a very Mike thing to happen. I feel like that that just doesn't happen to you, Mike. I feel like there's a better chance of him not playing in a tournament. There's or... a better chance, knowing my luck. There's a better chance of him finishing DFL. <laughs> At least you know where you're at, Mike. Hey, do you want? Be honest with yourself. 
Uh, Mike, you want to close this out again? Victor Perez, 2020 Masters champ. Oh my goodness. Oh! <laughs>